Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Jesus Christ is King. It's Palm Sunday. It's the beginning of Passion Week. Hi, River Rock, and it's Pastor Marvin here, and I am so glad to be able to give you the Word of God today. I did not think we would be celebrating the Easter season well via online, and I'm sure you didn't either. I'm here in an empty sanctuary with my wife behind the camera, but we are going to bring the Word of God. And God, I pray, would so bless you in all of that. So it's Palm Sunday, and the reality is, is there were no big, well, no big gatherings back then on the first Easter. There were no big celebrations. Actually, people were hiding, except for one big gathering, and it was on Palm Sunday. It was everybody there. It was a spontaneous parade for Jesus Christ Himself, but they didn't know who He was. The disciples got it wrong. The, the Jewish people got it wrong. The soldiers got it wrong. The Sadducees, the, the, the rabbis, the Pharisees, everybody got it wrong. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and it's Easter season. And I think it would be really easy for us to fall into the same trap that everybody did on that incredible parade for Jesus. He was, he was the right hero. But they didn't understand who he really was. They did the parade for all the wrong reasons. Well, let's open up with prayer. Well, Father God, I just thank you for your goodness and your grace. You're King of kings, you're Lord of lords. It's Palm Sunday. And Lord, it's the beginning of the Passion Week. It's, Father, where John 3.16 begins. For God so loved the world. Lord, help us to see what you want us to see in this Palm Sunday story. There's so much significance in this story, even in the middle of a pandemic. So, Father, your will, your way, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Well, I'm reminded of a story about a little boy. It was Palm Sunday, but he was sick. And so he had to stay home with mom, and mom sent, well, dad and, and little sister off to church. Well, when they came home, dad and sister both had little palm branches that they brought from church. So the little boy goes, hey, dad. How come you guys got palm branches? And he says, well, son, you see, when Jesus came into town, everyone waved palm branches to honor Jesus. So we got palm branches today at church. And here's what the little guy says. He says, oh, shucks. The one day I get sick and can't go to church and Jesus actually shows up. Well, I'm sure that might have gave you a little bit of a chuckle, maybe even a laugh. But the truth is, is, on the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem, when he rode in on a donkey, 
that all of God's people missed who Jesus really was. They didn't know who Jesus was. They missed it. And the waving of the palm branches was the evidence that they missed it. Well, let me, let me give you some backstory so you would better understand why I say that. It was over 2,000 years ago. The Jewish Sadducees had a tradition. They believed that four days before the Jewish holiday called Passover, that the Messiah would come into Jerusalem. And so they would leave the gates open on four days before the Passover holiday in, in anticipation that Jesus, the Messiah, that the real Messiah would come. And so with that, the Romans knew about this tradition, this thought process. So all the soldiers will, well, they were put on alert. They were put on guard. They were now aware. They were afraid of an uprising because 150 years ago, there had been a revolt and it was successful. And so these Roman soldiers were ready in case a revolt was to take place. Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, um, that first Palm Sunday, it turns out to be something really of a parody to an actual historical event. It was the revolt of the Maccabeans. Um, it was 150 years before, and his name was Judas Maccabeus. Now, he was an incredible warrior, and he was an incredible uh, leader who led the Israeli victory over the oppressors, the Syrians. And the Syrians lost to them. This incredible victory caused everybody, all the Jews, to grab palm branches and they started waving them as they paraded because Judas Maccabeus had led them to victory and they were celebrating that they were free from the oppression of the Syrians. So now, here we are, 150 years from Judas Maccabeus, and now the Jews are waving palm branches. Now Judas Maccabeus was, was so excited of the victory that God had brought him that he literally, by the way, his, his nickname was called the Hammer. And so he had coins stamped with palm branches onto the coins to commemorate so they would never forget this incredible victory over the oppressors. So everybody during the time of Jesus knew this story. This wasn't folklore. This was real. Clearly the crowd wanted Jesus to be the next Judas Maccabeus. To free them from the oppression of Rome. But Jesus didn't come to be a warlord. He came for a much bigger cause. To set us free from the power of sin and the darkness. To go and die on a tree and be raised from the dead. But that's next week's sermon. So let's look at this Palm Sunday, this triumphant entry. Let's look here in Luke, chapter 19, starting at verse 29. As he approached Bethphage and the 
Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, his owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt or the donkey, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So how is, in this parade, how is Jesus welcomed into the city? He's welcomed with joy, with celebration, and with anticipation. How ironic, and yet how incredibly sad that this same group of people who are saying, Hosanna, the King! And yet, in a matter of a few days, they'll be yelling and screaming on the top of their lungs, Crucify Him! Church, I wonder sometimes, how do we behave on one day, and then how do we really behave on another day? Are we consistent in our faith? Or are we like these Jewish people who completely missed it? Now I realize that most of the time uh, a typical common Palm Sunday sermon should be about the emphasis of Jesus or the disciples or the sinister faces that, that were in the crowds or maybe even the Romans and all that was going on there. But I'm wondering if there isn't something incredibly significant about, well, about the one character that was the closest to Jesus. I'm talking about the donkey. I know it may seem kind of strange, but there was nobody as close to Jesus in that parade except this unassuming animal, a donkey. If you got your notes, and hopefully you printed them out, you can get them there from our website. And it says the donkey on, on Palm Sunday is significant because the donkey actually had a prophetic call. Unbeknownst to so many that day, this donkey was a fulfillment of prophecy by the prophet Zechariah. This truly is significant and it's historical. So let's look at Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. And it says, Rejoice greatly, 
Daughter Zion, shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Fowl meaning the offspring of a donkey. So it's at this parade that there were the disciples and the crowd and the Romans and those sinister faces. And they were all there, and none of them understood. None of them took the prophetic realities and connected those prophetic dots together to paint the picture that this is the Messiah. They missed it. Nobody. I don't want to be a nobody. I don't want to be one who misses who Jesus is. Not on this Easter season of 2020. So what else is significant about this donkey? Well, here's number two. The donkey had a royal purpose. Unlike Balaam's donkey that actually talked to him, this donkey doesn't speak. He doesn't impart some kind of divine wisdom. This donkey may may have not known that it was set aside for such a time as this. But it was. This was a royal procession that has been remembered and celebrated for over 2,000 years. And this donkey is part of the story. Maybe you're struggling with feeling like you have no real purpose. Well, I've got good news for you. If God would give a donkey a divine purpose, then how much more of a purpose has He given you because you are much more valuable, and so am I, than a donkey? Let's look at what Peter tells us. Here in 1 Peter 2, verse 9. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. Catch that? Chosen. You are a royal priest. A holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the good news of God. For He called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Folks, the Bible calls the believers of God a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He calls them his own possessions. That's you. It's me. It's amazing. That means you don't get, just get to be in the parade. There's better news. You get to go to the banqueting table after the parade. Here's yet another thing that's significant about this silly donkey. And in in this historical event, number three, the donkey symbolizes a spiritual need. So this donkey, it was tied up. It was literally bound to something else. The donkey needed to be untied. It needed to be released from that which it was bound to. I'm wondering, can you tell anything familiar here? Maybe you too know what it's like to be bound to something. 
to be tied up to something, something that is keeping you from being close to Jesus. To most modern day readers, this donkey seems to be just insignificant. Ever notice when you kind of read the story, you hear about the donkey, and then all of a sudden the donkey just kind of fades into the background. But it's not. There's something I think God wants us to see in this Palm Sunday story that is significant and important for you, for me. In the ancient world, donkeys, well, they were used for ceremonial purposes. Whereas horses were symbols of power and of war, donkeys were symbols of peace. Many times they were used to go in, well, for the signing of treaties. So just like, let's say, a military parade versus, well, the New Year's parade of roses. Completely different purposes and meanings behind those parades. And so the difference of a horse versus a donkey in ancient times is incredibly significant. It meant Jesus was riding to bring peace, not war, not a revolt. I pray and hope that we don't miss the message of a donkey that Jesus would want us to see. Remember that this donkey needed to be untied before it could be close to Jesus, before it could be used for His royal purpose. I wonder if there's something in your life that has you tied up. Is something keeping you from being close to Jesus? You know, we can be tied down to a lot of things, folks. Maybe it's anxiety, it's guilt, it's worry, it's fear, it's sin. Some of us are bound because we refuse our struggle of needing to forgive somebody or something in our life. Some of us are bound to our past. Some are bound to an addiction. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If you're tied, if you are bound, the truth is all the same. You can't get close to Jesus. Folks, we all need to be untied from the weight that binds us down. And Jesus, He's given the command to set the captive free. Oh Lord, set us free. All you have to do is ask. Jesus set me free from these things that bind me, tie me, and hold me back from getting close to you. Palm Sunday, it was a historical event. There was a big parade for the right person, the right hero, but with all the wrong understanding. The Jewish people today, 
They didn't get who Jesus really was. Unfortunately, they got it wrong. They missed it. This Palm Sunday, we are all facing this pandemic together. And in it all, I pray that we will not miss what God really wants us to see and to experience. That which God wants us to be um, set free from. And I believe the Lord wants you to see that there is a prophetic call on your life. That you were created for a divine purpose. And that you may need to be untied from those things that bind you. And He's the one to do it if you submit to Him. So that you can truly see just how much God loves you. And that He has a calling and a purpose for you. This is not the time to be waving palm branches in ignorance for all the wrong reasons. Remember, there is a hero. He is the Savior of the world, and His name is Jesus the Christ. Amen. Now, church, I, I just want to let you know that in just a few minutes, we're going to be celebrating communion together. Kind of different. We've not done communion online. But I know that the power, and I'm praying the power of the Holy Spirit would fall fresh into your home, right there in your living room, your bedroom, your kitchen, wherever you're at, however you're viewing this, that you would feel the presence of God in Jesus' name. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.